racetracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. We're going to have a bit of fun this week on Inside Motorsport as we speak to Larry Perkins, who teamed up with his uh, co-driver, Russell Engel, to pick up his third Sandown Tickford 500. We'll also join Les Binkhorst out at the Canberra National Dragway for the final round of the New South Wales Winter Drag Racing Series with his call of the Wild Bunch Consolation Final and the final event on the program. So I hope you'll stay with us. Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing. So call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Ravel Steering. 28 Mort Street, Braddon. Phone 6247-7711. Larry Perkins, congratulations for another fantastic drive. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, yes, I was very delighted with the uh, end result. And um, uh, Russell and I, uh, yeah, we kept our... Uh, kept it all going and uh, ends up in front. I'm always delighted about that. One thing you have never been afraid of is passing cars. What uh, say you put uh, this idea to uh, Vesco and uh, the next year's championship have maybe a few bucks on every car you can pass? You run Bathurst from the back and starting position 13 doesn't make the job too easy. No, uh, look, passing cars is part of uh, motor racing and uh, I, I remember some debate some years ago with the uh, Authority just said passing comes from the will of the driver, not from regulations. And uh, you've just got to have a will to want to get on with it and try to win. And uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, Russell, uh, Russell and I have got very similar in that. We want to win races, and if we're behind, we're going to have to pass. This year, one big factor in the race was the pit strategy. You have seemed to have a knack of just making the right decision at the right time. Is that done by between you and Russell, or are you calling all the shots for things like pit stops? Oh, no, um, I know. I call the shots, but I do it. Uh, I work with my, um, you know, the guys you don't know in my team uh, behind the scenes type of thing. And uh, um, the other handy thing is when I'm the team manager and I'm also driving, so once I hopped out of the car, I knew exactly what tyres we wanted on the car. And, uh, and whilst I was driving, I'm in radio contact with my guys. So... We could send Russell out on a tyre that was pretty good, and then once we found that that wasn't good enough, we could change the next set of tyres by cutting more grooves in them uh, to what we wanted, and that, that was the real thing that uh, uh, won us today. The, 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 we called Russell in quickly, put some petrol in, which we had to do anyway, and blasted off out, and uh, we were picking up three things a lap on the uh, Holden race team, and, uh, it, you know, as I say, that's what won us today. And, but, yeah, you're right, it's the strategy, I suppose, that, I've had 29 years experience too. With pit stops, there's something that you don't do a lot of. Do you look at what uh, people in NASCAR, particularly in America, who do run a lot more uh, long-distance races that have that, do you look at what they're doing to try and get an idea or you just go with the flow and this is what Larry Perkins thinks needs to be done? I've never looked at another team in my life and uh, I continually say to my uh, guys, I'm not interested in tuning my car or or whatever, by looking in the window of someone else. Uh, we got to do our own act, and let's just get on with it. The VT Commodore, what do you think fits strong points? Well, the, the strong point uh, is it's a, it's a very strong car. Like, uh, the chassis of the VT, the, the, the bit that, if you like, standard Holden, 
is uh, we're, we're nearly 25% heavier uh, than uh, the previous model. Now, uh, that yeah, you start with a nice solid foundation and you can build on that. The car doesn't wriggle or move or whatever, and that lends to very good handling. And uh, the next stage is that we have to then do our own homework and, and the bits that uh, aren't hold and the bits we make ourselves, we've got to make sure we can uh, rise to the occasion and match the... Uh, the, the initial backbone we've got and get on with it. And so far, you know, we've been very fortunate that we can do that. You plan to defend your title at the mountain. What do you think about running in in the later part of the year where it's going to be hotter? Well, look, I, uh, I prefer Bathurst to be run on the, let's say, traditional date, October 3. I think we all would. I certainly, I'm sure all the fans would too, but it just can't be. We've got this problem with the two TV stations and that's, that's what we've got, so we've got to work around it. So the next best thing is the date we've got. Now, uh, we were had overwhelming support by the uh, crowd last year, and they chose the... They came along to the different date, and I'm sure they will again this year. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's a bit hotter, I checked up on the statistics, it's three degrees hotter on average than uh, the month earlier, and we can live with that. You know, uh, it'll just be a bit harder on the driver. The conditions going back to Sandown yesterday, were they some of the worst you've raced in? Oh, yeah, they were, they were, they were terrible conditions. And uh, I had a spin actually down the uh, main straight there when the car aquaplaned at about uh, 240 kilometres an hour we were getting there. And uh, once the four wheels uh, skid, uh, like ride up on the water and don't touch the bitch, when you just got no control. And uh, I was quite fortunate to spin and spin it straight down the road and... Uh, drive off through the gravel and carry on again, but that was most luck, and uh, uh, but that was atrocious conditions, it really was, but the, the pace car or the safety car did come come out a few times when it was bad, and the, the, all those calls were spot on, and uh, I think you know, uh, it was uh, a race that was well run from the official side of it, and uh, you know, after all, racing is supposed to, be, uh, supposed to be hard, like if it was easy, we'd all do it, wouldn't we? What about your plans after this year's FAO 1000? What does the team sit back and do to uh, get ready for what is going to be the biggest season ever with uh, racing in every single state of Australia? Yeah, look, it's a, it is a whole new uh, uh, calendar we're looking at and uh, the strength of our category is, is just growing and growing and, I mean, uh, we're certainly uh, delighted to have the support of the crowd, if you like, that's uh, making it all possible and... Uh, I'm just looking forward to these uh, new venues. Going back to Adelaide will be fantastic because Adelaide was always a good place and I very much enjoyed there. And, uh, yeah, I think while we can uh, deliver something that the spectators want, I think it's great. You have to go to the IndyCar up at the Gold Coast now uh, before the FAI 1000. Would you consider just taking the VSs and leaving the VT in the shed for Bathurst so nothing untoward can happen? You're not wrong. I think you've been reading my mail, to be honest, because... Uh, I'm, I'm going to run the uh, Castrol Cougars car with the Holden engine. I'll, I'll, I'll put a dress on for that race. And Russell's going to drive uh, the uh, number eight car, which was his car all this year, VS, which is actually uh, going to be run next year by Dougal McDougal. But uh, uh, I'll run it for him. But we're going to take VSs up there. We're not going to risk our VT. And uh, we don't want to, you know, as you say, those fences around that... Uh, uh, streets are awfully close, and uh, we've all hit them at times. So, yeah, we're taking the uh, cautious option. Congratulations to you and Russell.
Yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. Alfie Costanzo, the oldest man in the field of the OAMPS Insurance Endurance Classic, has teamed up with 17-year-old Dean Canto to win the first ever GT production car race for Maserati. The one-hour Endurance Classic was a great kickoff to the long-distance championship racing season, which will see a three-hour event at the mountain for the FAI 1000. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to ravel at spirit.com.au. The voice of drag racing in the ACT is Les Binkos. We go to him now as he calls the final two races of the New South Wales Winter Drag Racing Series for 1998. Gary Caulfield in the quit lane in the VN Commodore with a 557 TFX engine on board. Pitted up against Robbie Broadbent, Courage on the New South Wales in the 1996 Statesman with the 526 cubic inch Aussie build, designed and developed McGee engine. He's dialed in at a 4.50. He'll be leaving out of the ACT head services lane. Gary Caulfield dialed in at a 4.65. Gary Caulfield will get to go first, being the slower time. Robbie Broadbent to do the chasing. Both cars making their way back to the start line area. Start line crews guiding the cars back over the hot tyre marks that they've made. They've sprayed VHT, which is a traction compound, in Robbie Broadbent's lane. And Gary Caulfield coming back slowly. They're turning on the extra fuel pumps, changing the electronics on the car. The crew chief doing that for the Broadbent car. This is going to be one hell of a race. It's going to thunder out of here. Both cars going down in spectacular fashion. Both cars in the pre-stage. Robbie Broadbent in, not long before we go, the lights in favour of Gary Caulfield, down they go, oh Gary Caulfield, a red link, Robbie Broadbent, a 5.66, goes through for the win, runs a 4.57 at 149 miles an hour, Gary Caulfield, red lit, and something went wrong at half track, still ran a 9.82 at 42.49 miles an hour, Robbie Broadbent, the winner though, of the consolation final. This is the final. Benny Gatt dialed in at a 5 or 1 0. He will be racing in the quit lane. He's against Morris Fabietti, the engine builder from North Meadie, New South Wales. Dialed in at 5 seconds deep. He's got a 395 Chev. Benny Gatt driving a 358 cubic inch. Both cars supercharged. Joe and Ben Gatt. This car's been around for a long, long time. It's a 72 Ford XA Coupe with a relatively small. 358 Ford in it. Both cars have tripped the lights. They've got six inches, 15 centimetres to go before they trip the second light. Benny Gatt's in. Morris Fabietti's in. Down comes the tree. It's virtually heads up. Out with a 498 and 489 reaction time. It looks like Benny Gatt's going to take it. Streaks through with a 507 at 100 and Oh, he broke out. Morris Fabietti wins with a 739 at 73 miles an hour. Benny Gatt runs a 5.07 on a 5.10 for the lose at 140.73 miles an hour. Can you believe that? Morris Fabietti got crossed up out of the hole, cruised through for a 7.39 to take the win at 73.81 miles an hour. Well, that's drag racing. I know it's a terrible way to lose, but we've got to have a winner, and Morris Fabietti's the winner here today in the Wild Bunch bracket. Thanks for being with us. I hope you'll tune in next week for more Inside Motorsport.
Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple S FM Canberra.